Hello, welcome to another week of makeup masking and murder. Great way to start the week. Am I right? Oh yes. <laughs> Today, I have a very special guest who honestly, the podcast wouldn't be here without him. My dad. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Fuzz, she, call, fuzz, fuzz al- she, she calls me Fuzz. Or Fuzz a long legs, or it's so weird, yeah. Bone Daddy, because <laughs> our share or our shared love for Jack Nightmare Skeleton. Before Christmas. Yep, yeah, all the names. Absolutely. But what's your real name? Richard Paul Evans is the writing name. Yes. So, Father here, <laughs> that felt so formal. Fuzz here is an amazing author. Probably heard of him. Tell us, tell us about your writing. What do you write? Lots of things. I, yeah, my first book I wrote when I was 29 was called The Christmas Box. It went on to be a number one international bestseller, sold 8 million copies. And uh, that's what launched my career. I've written 40 New York Times bestsellers. And, and I wrote the, um, for the younger audience, yeah. I, I wrote the Michael Vay series, which is a number one New York Times bestselling uh, series, and it's uh, worldwide. It's amazing. Bands We're all just over. waiting for their, a TV show. It would be so fun to have a one TV of series Michael would be Bay. awesome. Yes, yeah. I've had I've had uh, seven t- TV movies. No TV oh. movies so far, and um, they've done really well. Uh, but they've most have been on Hallmark. I've had people such as Rob Lowe and Christopher yes. Lloyd and some pretty big actors. A perfect day. Me and Britain uh, just watched that one and, actually. And then um, and then Netflix is producing one of my movies right now. <gasps> Which one? Can you say? Noel Diary, yeah. So exciting. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, so you weren't planning on being an author? No, I just, at the time, I remember uh, you were not born yet. And I was I was on the Today <laughs> Show with Katie Kirk. She goes, you have a baby about to come. And that was you. Me. <laughs> it was you. I go, yeah. Uh, and I didn't know what to say. And she goes, oh, you don't want to talk about that. And I said, <laughs> okay I just but actually at the time uh, your mom was in bed rest because she was having complications with you and so I kind of didn't want to talk about it and so Katie yeah. Kurt caught up on that quickly and but that was uh so you were announced on the Today Show before a few days oh. before you were born wow <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and obviously I get shy about these things I'm like grinning <laughs> right now um so this is a hard question do you have a favorite book you've written no it's no. like saying, do I have a favorite child? Well, um, we all know that you do, though. Yes. It starts with an A. Next that, is a B. I mean, there's, two, there's two A's. So. <laughs> um, no, but you I'm know, the, but Christmas Box was my first book, and it made it made the other thirty nine possible. Yeah. So uh, Michael Vay is the most fun um, of the books. That's so fun. In many ways, and yeah, when I did my. Will you tell what Michael Vay is actually about? Michael Vay is about a 15-year-old boy who has uh, Tourette syndrome and electrical powers. He can shock people. And he's one of 17 electric children um, who show up on one side or another of the line. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, Michael's been fun. When I first started, my adult readers were reading Michael and the youth weren't reading it. And by my last book, the seventh book in the series, at my first book signing, we had 4,000 kids came. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. Yeah, the launch party was wild. 4,000 kids. So it, fun. It was nuts. So that was a lot of fun. That's so awesome. Um, do you think you'll do any more young adult series? We'll see. I, yeah. mean, I, I mean, I've been offered a, a lot of money, you know, more than a million dollars to write another Michael Vay book. And um, we'll see. Yeah. Awesome. That's so awesome. Um, so that's pretty non-committal, you... I know, but it's like if I make an announcement, I have to make it to the publisher well, no. first. Right? No, no, it's so true. Um, so, do you? What is the genre of all your books, just so you can tell everyone? 
Well, Michael Vey's a science fiction yeah. genre, but my other genre is just it's just literature. Uh, it's people have a hard time trying to figure out where to put it. Right, mm-hmm. right. The bookstores even do so. It's been Amazon puts anywhere from inspirational fiction to literature, a little uh, romance in but, there. But there's some romance. I won, I won uh, best two romance awards, yeah. one in Germany and one uh, Romantic Times best women's novel of the year. So, uh, kind of kind of all over the place. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're not the books are they they are inspirational romance. I guess is the best way to describe it. Uh, the kind of book book that Hallmark likes to produce. Yeah. Well, awesome. I, I did not get the writing skills of my dad. I think I actually didn't let him go to my English parent-teacher conferences because English was my worst subject. But my sister Jenna did, and she's amazing as well. She's gone on to write. She's written three books so far, only two have been published so as far, of now. Right. Yeah, the next is coming out in May. Yeah, that's lo- the first one was Love and Gelato, which... Um, Wow, it's in 28 countries, eight I weeks on the it. New York Times bestseller list. and For her first boy, book. Had, yeah, for her first book. She's she's very talented. And she, in fact, I believe Disney has optioned the rights to it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she's very talented. But she she was my writing assistant for eight years. and But she started young. She used to come to the book signings with me. And she would sit under the table as a little girl and read Goosebump books. Mm-hmm. And so one time, just for fun, I called um, Bob Stein, R.L. Stein, who wrote the Goosebump books. I said, hey, Bob, you have a fan in the car here. And it was funny because Jenna completely froze. I've never <laughs> seen her starstruck before, and it was kind of fun to watch her. Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, should we do our product spotlights now? Absolutely. Okay, so do you want me to go first, show you how it's done? Yes, please. So I'm going to talk about a hair product today. Um, this is one that I've recently kind of discovered. I've played with this line a lot before, but this is the from the line IGK, and the product is called Good Behavior. And it's, it's basically like a heat protectant spray. Um, honestly, sorry, Dad and Brad, this doesn't really doesn't apply. No, apply to you. Although I did spray it on your hair last week, and you said that smells good. <laughs> so it can kind of be like a detangler, and then also, yeah, it's like a blowout spray. So I'll use it before I'm blow drying anyone, but you can also use it after you've blow dried. Spray it on again, heat protectant for your curling iron, your flat iron, all of that. Um, and it comes in a really cool can. Yeah, their branding is so awesome. Isn't that it fun? Is. Yeah, it's like you looked, I looked at it because it's like they had writing all over. Mm-hmm. I will not do something right. What was it? Um, I will not have frizzy hair. I will not have frizzy hair. <laughs> I right? didn't even notice that. Good catch. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's a keratin treatment. And people say that it feels exactly like doing a full-on one. Like it has keratin in it, but it's not a full keratin treatment, obviously, because that's a whole. But look at this before and after. Wow. wow. Indeed. Look at that, Brad. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to use your imagination. It's one of those pictures, yeah. It's that you know actually she, she looks was ten, not a before she looks, and after yeah, She all. looks 10 years younger in this one side. <laughs> but they don't Photoshop here, no. No, no. You know, I know what goes into these. And that was probably not even the same model, for being <laughs> real. <laughs> but, yeah, so you can use a damp. You can use a dry it's a pretty decent sized bottle, but it, the smell, I like spray it on myself as perfume. It smells so good. It does what? smell good, yeah. It's almost like, I almost want to call it like cupcakes or something, but I don't know. It's like kind of vanilla-ish, but it smells so good. And I'm so picky about scents and it smells amazing. So dad, I know you're doing a hair product as well. So I, want to tell us about yours? Well, I, I mean, I have really strong hair. and The I, thickest. Like, it's very thick. Um, yeah, people are jealous of it. 
But well, hold on. Let me set the scene for how your hair is. Okay. Well, can I tell the story about your eyebrows? Because your eyebrows are just as thick as your hair. Oh, great. One time, I was trimming my dad's eyebrows, and I go to cut it. And have you seen Hercules? It, it broke the scissors. <laughs> like, like, I'm trying to cut it, and it's like that really dramatic moment. The scissors are moving Oh, in they're and, trying to cut the line, sh- right. And yeah. they're like, this thread won't cut. Like, it oh, was geez. exactly that moment. But that's how his hair is. And also, when I cut it, you know, I trim half inch off on the ground. It's I swear it's like a full haircut and layers of one of my extension class, you know like a ton of hair so and it also does whatever it wants like it's very stubborn it's very coarse but he's got great hair the best hair silver fox over here <laughs> so we've set the scene okay so um tried to find the right product so i could like tame this bad boy <laughs> and uh we, we started with bedhead which was um it was okay and, I don't love and, it, and it does smell good but it was nothing comp- and then one day you brought home uh clean cut by Mitch, you know, Paul yeah. Mitchell, right? And, oh my goodness, it changed everything. This stuff is fantastic. It, it it takes just a little bit, and I put it in my hair, and it just works magic. Mm-hmm. And so it's just the right um, consistency. It, it it holds without being sticky or yeah. being, you know, feeling like heavy or, you know. It's like, it's just, and yet it's strong. It's, it's, it's like, it's kind of like the perfect stuff. I don't know what happened if they stopped making it. <laughs> I would have to, like, hoard it, like, you know, by... Oh, we kind of already do. Of well, we do anyway. I always have. It. Like, well, if I run out of it, I'm just out of luck because my yeah. hair, my hair without it, Whoa. is is a wild man. <laughs> and it does. I'm mean, seriously. It has its. Yeah. It has its own bank account. It, it's just like my hair. It like has its <laughs> own life. And so when I use when I, when I use Mitch uh, Clean Cut, I know I sound like an ad, but I should be an ad. I love this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I just it's. Paul it's, Mitchell, it's send us some, please. And in fact, okay. In fact, we have a guy. We, my lawyer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't feel hear this, but he has the worst hair. Okay, and, and and he wears he has a crew cut, and it's like you know that went out in the fifties, like seventy years ago, right? And um, well, he shows up without a without a crew cut. And by crew cut, he means flat top. We're talking guys. a flat top. We're talking it, it's it's bad. And um, and I know because I had one, but I was nine years old. It's like okay, and it was outdated when I was nine years old. We're talking. This sucker is, it's its like 50 years ago, it was outdated. And so, um, anyway, he came in and something happened. Someone couldn't cut his hair and it was like, look normal. And, and we applauded as he walked in. Oh, you did. And we did. And I said, the only thing that could make that better is Mitch M. You know, I go, if you put that there, if you put that in, this will be awesome. And so, um, actually, this is his new, he, I gave him. I gave Wait, him really? Some, yeah. So, oh, I didn't um, know that. Oh, yeah. He doesn't Yeah, he doesn't have that crew cut right now, the yeah. flat top. And so, um, yeah, because otherwise he just looks like he, – he, he looks like a, a bad drill sergeant from a movie made in the 70s, <laughs> right, from a Bill Murray movie. That's just what it, what it looks like. So, anyway, okay, I have taken um, a fit of bad things about his hair. <laughs> but I gave him some M, and I said, okay, I, I, I said, tell you what, if you don't, if you promise not to cut your hair, I will give you some M. Mm-hmm. And then you can get like really interesting. Your hair might even look cool like mine. <laughs> and you have to realize, I I was I was teased about my hair until I was, well, until I was like twenty eight. I mean, really, really, my early pictures, even my early pictures were kind of like the flat top. I but mean, everyone's hair was like that back then. It was just it was weird. I mean, it was kind of a kind of a uh, mullet thing going. But okay. Um, and it wasn't it, it wasn't until it, it took years, and I finally found this look. And I remember. I had my hair different, and someone goes, oh, good, you don't look awful now. Oh, my god! you've been thinking that for the last 
15 years and you didn't bother to tell me and so anyway but now like people stop me and say oh you have cool hair or it's like yeah you know this is really, yeah people now are always complimenting me so i went from being teased to being complimented and um you know i have you to to thank for that but i also have, have m. paul mitchell m yeah. which um great stuff i love it it's, it's so it's a great product also one more thing I know a lot of men, because your hair's lighter because you've got silver fox going on, but have you ever noticed if you get white residue in it? Because you know how some, have you ever noticed that? Has well, that ever happened? if I don't mix it enough. Yeah, you know, it and does, maybe that's it, a it user error really, with some guys it, who complain about it's a it u- too. It's a user error if you don't, yeah, if you don't, if you, I mean, look, if you take a block of anything and stick it in your head, I mean, <laughs> seriously, if you like get an ice cream cone in your hair, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look like ice cream. It's... it's it's about working it in. Yeah, you have to work it in. Do I, you dry your hair? Well, or just I, no, I do. Let it, it I, I do it wet. And what I actually do is I actually put it in my hands and rub it in my hands, and that mm. way it doesn't get the block. And I just yeah. seriously, my doing my hair takes like minutes. Yeah. You know, I wash it and then I just come out. And I put it in my hands. I just do you put it on like sopping I, wet? I put it back. I, I let it dry a little bit. Yeah. And then I just I just uh, comb it back with my hands, and just wash my hands and I'm done and it looks great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so speaking of hair, I already, I already told you I was going to put you in the hot seat, but will you please tell my favorite story of you getting your hair cut pre, pre-marriage, pre-children? Oh, this is like when I was poor. Um, we, I used to get my hair cut at a school, that one? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Were you like is, in college? I was telling this today. It was horrible. Uh, yeah, I was. I was, um, actually I was in, I was just out of high school. Yeah, I was in college. Yeah, yeah. And I, I went to one of those schools, those uh, beauty schools, because I had a neighbor Mm-hmm. who was going to school there to learn to be a hairstylist. And and uh, so I go there, and she had she she left to get some product or something, right? Had she, she cut your hair already? She, she had cut my hair. Okay. And she had a, um, a, straight, a straight razor. Straight razor, right? yeah. I was just sitting there. I never, but just the razor. Just the razor. Like, not, like picture Captain Hook, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Just like that. And I, it's like, wow, I've never I've never used one of those. I wanted to be like. So I, of course, put it on my throat, and I start like to shave and... It sticks and it goes into my throat and I Gosh. thought I had cut my jugular. It's, it's like all of a sudden it's just like sticks. Like oh no, this is bad and blood starts spurting out. And um, I take it out and this is like I think I'm dying, but I'm more worried that I'm embarrassed. <laughs> and I like oh my gosh. And I grab a towel, I put it on there and soak it up with blood. It's like I am going to die at this getting my at this hair, hair school at a at hair this school Paul Mitchell. exactly. And I Full just circle. I'm just sitting there. Yeah, and it's like and she walks back. There's blood all over. She just looks at me. What did you do? I, go, I don't know. I think I slit my throat. And fortunately, I it wasn't as deep as I feared, but there was a lot of blood. I can't imagine the fear she felt. Oh my gosh! It's like, did I? I, I know she's thinking, did I do that? It's like, no, you <laughs> I did something really stupid. Oh so, well, glad you survived. To yeah, tell I now I now use Bic uh, shavers. I don't okay. you know, for sensitive skin. I don't go for the, the yeah, straight edge. That's too dangerous. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, okay. So I think. I have you to thank for my love of everything paranormal. Absolutely. I feel like I've been hearing stories my whole life. And some of the m- stories that are most memorable to me come from the mansion. So tell us about the mansion. Well, well yeah, up to, up to the point of the mansion, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't positive that I believed in ghosts. I didn't know what to think about any of that. Okay. And then so I, no like, experiences as a kid no, or anything? No, no, no. Okay. And then I buy a, a house that's filled with ghosts. It's like, okay, there's no, there was no denying it after that. Yeah. Also, there goes our uh, conspiracy st- uh, stories, Harlan, yeah. on yeah, the ghost it, thing. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was like, it was clear as can be. And it's like, if, you, if people would say, if they'd laugh and say, there's no such thing as ghosts, I'd say, come on down. 
mm-hmm. fact, I'll pay you to spend the night here. So um, what happened? I buy this. I buy this old mansion, and it's right across from the governor's mansion, downtown Salt Lake City. So it's it's like a hundred and it's like a hundred and fifteen years old, which for Salt Lake City is old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and so I. I mean, I, I started, I, I buy the place and I, my, my, I'm in the basement. I was renting out the top floors. And so I'm, I'm like starting to do remodeling. Well, the ghost did not like this. And um, I started to have problems. And the first time I'm down there, before even the remodeling, I, I'm, down, I'm, I'm down in my basement. And I had someone on the top, top floor. The very top floor wasn't rented out. And so I, they buzzed me. We're on the same phone system. She goes, could you come up here? It was my publicist. Could you come upstairs? And it's like, what's up? She goes, just please come up. And so I, I go all the way upstairs, you know, fourth story, and go up there. And she's sitting there. There's glass all over the floor. And I go, what's what's going on? I go, what, what did you do? And she goes, I didn't do anything. She goes, I'm, I'm just sitting here. And the window exploded. And I go, um. I go, would something come through it? She goes, and there was a place that there's no way. I mean, the chance of throwing something through it, the way yeah. it was, it was surrounded by trees. It yeah. was surrounded by gables and things. It was like, it just, she goes, no, it just exploded. And there was no hole. And there's like, no, there's no, it was just glass just blew all over the place. And she goes, there's something wrong with this room. I go, what do you mean? She goes, I sit here and hear people walk up the stairway all day long. And I get up and walk out and there's no one there. And one of the stairways, literally, it was like the Winchester Mansion, actually went to a door that had been nailed shut. And she was this one. People walk up it all the time. I think someone's here to see me. I walk out. There's no one here. And she goes, so I called the people who used to, who rented this place, who owned the building before us. And um, she said, is there anything I should know about this top floor? And she goes, it's haunted. Oh, just right. It's haunted. It's haunted. And she goes, is it a good ghost or a bad ghost? She goes, good. And she goes, how do you know that? She said, because I had to work late at night. So I told myself it was good. And. It, it was it was nuts, and th- it just went on and on, and and then there were problems on the other floors as well. We had another room, and one of my employees wouldn't stay after dark. Mm-hmm. She became so scared that when it was starting to get dark, she would she would flee her office because so things were happening. Three thirty in the winter. So <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. It's just like I, she wouldn't stay after five o'clock. Yeah, I mean, so then we had um, well, so one night, one night, um, I was speaking up in northern Utah. And, and the woman was, was uh, repainting our walls. Mm-hmm. She was doing kind of a texturing to it. And and um, my assistant was down with me, and I just said, let's park at the building. We'll drive up there, and we'll come back. And it'll be late at night, so you can drive home. Yeah. And so um, I get back, and the woman's still in there painting. She was working late at night. So I go in to see how things are going, and I say, well, how's it going? She goes, well, it'd be fine if it wasn't so noisy, those movers upstairs. Ooh. And I just, I just... I just smiled. I said, there are no movers upstairs. She goes, no, no, they've been moving furniture. She goes, it is so loud. And I go, no, um, there's no one upstairs. I locked it up. And she goes, no, there are vans out there. And my assistant goes, no, that's my van. There's no one here. And she turns white. And just then, there's this (laughs) across the floor. And she just screams. She goes, they have been moving stuff all night. It is so loud. I go, go, yeah, there's ghosts up there. And she's like, I can't believe it. I mean, I've never heard anything like this. I thought, I literally thought there were a group of men up there working. I go, oh I go, gosh. no, it, it happens at night. I said, do you want to go up and see him? She's like, no. She goes, are you kidding me? And I go, well, ghosts don't hurt people, do they? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know anyone's been hurt by a ghost. So let's go see, let's go see what's going on. So 
So it was funny because this is like this timing thing because we're going upstairs. It's, it's, it's 100 years old, so right? There's yeah. really narrow stairways. So we come around to go up the stairway, and it's right next to a door that goes outside. It had this frosted window. Suddenly, this face materializes against the window, <laughs> and my heart stops. I go, ah! And we look at it, and it was her sister at that very moment of shows course. up and shoves her face against the, the window. It's like, what are the odds of that? I thought, wow, I have finally come face to face with a ghost, right? So anyway, she comes in, and uh, we tell her what's going on. So she wants to go see the ghost. So we do the Scooby-Doo thing, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like holding on to each other. And I'm in front and <laughs> we, we go up front and they're like, it's like, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't go up. It's like, they're, they're really active. I go, I know. I want, don't you want to see something move? Wouldn't it be cool? And so we go up, we go up to the floor just above where she heard things. There's nothing. And, and I go, let's go upstairs. That's where the bad stuff happens, right? That's where the window yeah. broke. So we start to go up and as we get up there, the door slams in my face. And I'm talking like, Hard, like someone would be like behind it. Like it wasn't wind. It, like, no, it was, no, no, no world. No, well, there was no wind. There was no, yeah. it was impossible. It's in the middle of a hallway, right? Yeah. And without windows. And it's like, it was like someone just slammed it hard. And it's like. Did it hit you? And no, it was in front of me. It's like, oh that was intended to hurt me. That would have hurt me if it hit me. It was, it's like, okay, maybe this ghost isn't kidding. And at that point, I kind of lost my nerve to go upstairs. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to see him that much after all. Um, I've heard this story like probably 20 times and it's still chills it oh it's it, well and, and so things kept happening right it's like so people would come over and say hey you gotta you can come see this if you don't believe in ghosts all my employees now believe in ghosts yeah they go all of them do i mean it's like you can't be here and so we had a law firm who rented the the second floor and, and i asked him once i was up there checking on things and see how things were going i go well, how's the ghost and the one guy one of the law partners goes there's no ghost such thing as ghost his partner looked at me and goes are you kidding me? Don't be <laughs> stupid. He goes, I was here at four this morning working. The copy me the copy machine turns on and starts spitting out papers. And just starts spitting out. He goes, are you kidding? Every single day there's something. Everyone knows there's ghosts here except for you. And he looks <laughs> at me. He, well, he's in denial, but also he was afraid of ghosts because they moved out a month later. It's like, great. I lost a, I lost someone I lost because of the ghost. Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, so then this really, I mean, there were weird things happening. So then, um, I have a photo shoot for one, you know, my photo, my yeah. book jackets and, and they're asking, you know, she comes over to my the photographer and her people come over to my house, take pictures. And the night before I, I watched the ring and I don't do well with scary movies. And I was having like nightmares. Like, well, and also your whole family was in a different country. It was, it was really bad. I said, I, the thing is I go to, after I see this movie thinking I don't like scary movies. Right. It really messed with my mind and I get in bed and all of a sudden I look over my, my phone starts to ring at two in the morning. It's like, what is that? It's like, you know, it's like <laughs> one week, you know, it's like the, the ring movie. And, and then I go to sleep and I wake, I wake up and the, the lights are on in the bathroom. It's like, what is going on in this house? I was like, I was like terrified. <laughs> anyway, so the next day this photographer comes and, and, um, and you, if you've seen the movie, the ring, it starts out with this photographer. She's taking pictures of people and all the kids have blurred faces, right? And so, anyway, I get ready, and, and I mentioned to um, my assistant, and my assistant goes, I saw the scariest movie I've ever seen last night. My mom says, worse than The Exorcist. And I go, was it The Ring? And she goes, how did you know? I go, because I saw that last night, too. <laughs> not, not good. And so, anyway, I go downstairs, and we start the photo shoot, and, and the photographer is doing these tests, and she takes a first shot, and she sits there, and she just sat, sits there and just stares at the Polaroid. And she goes, that's so weird. I've never seen that before. 
And I go, don't tell me my face is blurred out. She goes, how did you know? And she shows it to me. I'm going, no. I go, are you kidding? It's like, I still have that photograph to this day. It's like, you do? Yeah. It's like, we oh need to get that out gosh. here. Oh, guys, I'll post it. Well, <laughs> if he lets me. If I can find, well, I, can find, yeah, no, yeah. I, I should say if I can find it because okay. been, we've been through two moves since then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but I hung on to it. It's like, okay, this is too freaky. Too, way too freaky. And so. And then so we're talking after the end of the photo shoot. She goes, do you have any other place we can shoot? And I go, well, I own this old mansion downtown that has some cold wood. And, and I tell her where it is. She goes, I know that place. And I go, you do? And she goes, oh, yeah, my, my son was, was subleasing up on the top floor. <laughs> and it's like he went, no one was supposed to be subleasing. I thought, oh, caught them. They were lying to me. They said they weren't using the top floor. And they were subleasing it to someone. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I had a weird experience in that building. I go, what? And she goes, I saw a ghost. I go, you saw a ghost. She goes, actually, yeah, I was I was taking a present to my nephew up there. I was walking up the stairs, and a little girl wearing an like 18th century dress ran down the stairs in front of me and went right through me. Oh my gosh. And I go, okay, this is too this is too weird. And so Well, and this is just all these different people from all, all these different, different places. People. That, that really just validates yeah. it. So anyway, I finally I sell the building. And um so one of my employees does something really stupid. She goes, hey, we want to have a sleepover. Because by now, everyone knew, everyone wanted to come to the haunted mansion, right? And she goes, we want to have a sleepover here. And it's like, well, it's your grave, man. It's, it's like, yeah. sure, just lock up after you. So they do something really, really dumb. They go up to the um, top floor where the window broke. The nailed one? Yeah. Up to, it's not well. The, not the stairs are numb, but but that that was open. Yeah. Oh, this is something I didn't tell you. One of the we I had one employee up there, and they tried to commit suicide in that room. I got a call from someone that said your employee's trying to commit suicide. They just took pills, and I go mm-hmm. running upstairs. They're suffering from depression. It's like, but of all places, there was that room. There was that room. There was something just evil in that room, and and uh, you know, we got the ambulance, and they were saved. But it's like there's something. It's like I moved them out of that room. There's something here that's mm-hmm. not good, and. So anyway, they decide that they're going to have a sleepover in that room. And, oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, there's one story before that. Okay. I get a call, and my secretary goes, we're going to have a visitor today. They were the people who lived here when they were children. Shut up. And they said... Wait, the lady in the painting. Yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. And she goes, um, she goes, they lived here. In fact, her, her little brother... Her little brother was a hundred years old. Bless his heart. I know he. She was a hundred one. He was a hundred. <laughs> it's like my little brother. It's like he's ancient. And seriously, they're a hundred years old. So they, 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 they come down, and um, she has pictures. It's like the, the massive trees that are, mm-hmm. you know, four stories and you know, huge, like more than four stories in front of the house. There were saplings, Aww. and is a picture. Of her parents, her dad's wearing a top hat, and there's like, there's like carriages in the road it was so cool to see this mansion when it was young so she had pictures and she gave them to me and we go and we're going through and she's pointing out different places well that's where the that's where the maid's place was you know the servant's entrance was and Mm -hmm. it's like it was such a different world right so um we she goes to leave and all of a sudden i remember about you know to ask her something i go did something happen in that upstairs room and they're like she looks at me she goes don't go in there (laughs) A hundred years I go, later. I, I, go, I go, why? She goes, my dad says it's haunted. There's something evil in there. Oh. I go, a hundred years ago, this thing was haunted? Are you kidding me? It was the same room. It's like, yeah. So, she goes, I don't know what happened in there, but something bad happened. Oh. It's like, oh my gosh, this place is wow. terrifying. So so anyway, back to modern day. This, um, So my employee decides they're going to have a sleepover here. Mm-hmm. So they bring a Ouija board. This is oh. a great idea, right? 
So they're sitting there. They put a Ouija board down. And they start playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, it starts moving, right? And, and it's like, who are you? You know, and it's like starts spelling out Virginia, and oh. um, it's like when did you die? It's like eighteen. So it's like <laughs> oh my gosh, and they said all of a sudden they're doing this, and all of a sudden, and there's twelve, there's like twelve people there, right? All of a sudden, these black shadows start to materialize around them. They all saw them. They said they started to move around the room. At which point, they completely lost their minds, freaked out. I mean, it's like if this is group hysteria, it's group hysteria because they all saw the I'm same thing. Picturing. They all saw it. They run out of there. I mean, she's like, don't go up there. It's like, you took a Ouija board in that room. How stupid is that? Yeah. And it's like, well, we just thought it'd be funny. It's like, yeah, real funny. It's like, dude, you locked my mansion, right? You locked it up when you left. You go, I don't know. We ran. Oh, my gosh. Like, great. So um, anyway, that was that was the haunted mansion. Um, it's. Wow. It didn't like that we were remodeling it. I mean, one of the rooms we, we had locked off, we built a room, and you could hear the door, the drawers and the desk. So the desk, and you could hear the drawer open and shut. And it was just, it was so weird. Was there ever problems in the basement? No. No, just upstairs. I remember as a kid, and I don't think, I don't think you're telling me these stories as I'm a five-year-old, but I remember even getting scared and kind of running from place to place in there. But I also scared of everything. Yeah, it's just you know there's something about just old there's a feeling really, really though. old buildings. There's something there. It's like something mm-hmm. something lives here with us. And yeah, it was it, it was a strange. So did you guys ever get that thing. top floor open though? Did you ever do anything with that? The one we, that was well, nailed. We were model. No, uh, well, no. The 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 stairway they had two stairways. Oh. Okay. And one of them they had nailed off because they walked into an office now. So that's why they put a copy machine in front of it. So they nailed it off. And so oh. it had to, you know, it, the, the family that lived there had two stairways. And it's, you know, one of those that's really narrow. It's like two and a half feet, mm-hmm. you know. And that was one they had nailed off. In, but that's where she heard the footsteps coming up all the time. Wow. <gasps> those stories. Oh, Brad, look at Brad over there. Yeah, well, you know, it was funny because <laughs> no one no one didn't believe after they were there. I mean, it's like if people would joke about it, it's like, Great, come on down. Yeah, spend the night. Let's, spend let's, the night. Let's see how. Let's see how uh, how confident you are. I go. You'll you'll leave a believer. Yeah, and that happened more than once. I said, you'll you come down at night. You'll 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 believe. And mom would, didn't believe before, did she? Does she now? Yeah, she knew something was wrong with that place. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean before the building. Were you both kind of like eh, ghosts? It wasn't. It wasn't anything we really talked about. You yeah. Know, so. I'll ask her. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you for sharing those stories. I love hearing those stories. It's all I, I feel like at family or friend dinners, I'm always prodding you to tell them. So I'm happy to have you here to tell them. Well, there, you know, it's, it's fun because it's, it, I mean, first of all, again, I don't know if ghosts hurt you or not, but it's just like, it was just so. Well, the last person who's in here recording, she just told us a ghost story about i'm figuring this will come out after about a slap on concrete and i go i turn to her and i go can ghosts go outside like what we are of no awareness of what a ghost could actually do i guess right yeah we don't you know i've, I've encountered things you know on on the road and i had mm-hmm. i had one reader um and we're just talking she goes i was for some reason the ghost thing came up she goes i have a ghost who walks by my house every at least once a week and he's a civil war soldier <gasps> i Think this is so cool. Yeah, and she story, goes. She though. goes. You could. She goes. The first time I saw it, it scared me to death. She goes. I lived on where I lived. She lived in the south, and she lived. She goes. I lived on a trail that the Confederate soldiers would use, and she goes. It was also an old slave trail, and she goes. Um, There's something about that place. But the first time I saw him, it terrified me. Mm-hmm. I'm now used to him, but I, I've seen him dozens of times. Wow. 
Wow. And I said, you mean if I came out and watched? He goes, yeah, you don't know when he's going to come. So there's no, it's not predictable, but I see him frequently. And do other people? Did she say? I, I don't know. That's but she, so but she would, yeah, she would, she would see him walk by every now and then. It's like, and it made me wonder. It's like, is he stuck in time? Is there because she goes, he looks like he's, he's dressed in Civil War yeah. garb. She goes, the first time I saw him, you know, I thought, why is this guy dressed up like this? And and she realized he wasn't. And he just vanished, you know, in front wow. of her. And so I, I, just, I think it'd be so cool to see an apparition. But so you haven't ever seen an apparition? No. But you've seen like shadows or more just feelings and heard things. It, it was things moving behind doors. I know <laughs> there yeah, was nothing yeah. back there. They, um, yeah, I've no, I've never, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I haven't either. All right. <laughs> well, what a great story, and I'm glad to have you here. Well, I'm so happy to finally have the maker of all of this, honestly, and of you, the maker <laughs> of, of you. me, <laughs> and of my love for paranormal and true crime and. All of that. And also for, like, I'm using a studio as office building, so I'm so grateful and wouldn't be possible without you. I love you. Thanks for being on the <laughs> show. You, okay. Everyone have a good week. We'll talk soon. of Makeup, Masking, and Murder is written and brought to you by me, Abby Hill, with special thanks to our amazing production manager, Brad Newfeld. Our theme song and music is written by David Evanhoff, owner of David Evanhoff Sound Designs, vocals by the amazing Emily Starr and David Evanhoff. Thank you to everyone who's made this possible, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>